1980, the Thornhill family spent a year living in the village of Kamakui in the country of Sierra Leone, West Africa. 40 years later, you now have the opportunity to re-experience our family adventure through the vast number of letters written during our time there. The letters and commentary are by the original authors, Joan and Harry Thornhill. Each episode is released 40 years to the day after a letter was written. Perhaps you will be inspired to travel and fully experience new cultural adventures in an effort to become a better world citizen. We now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode of Culture Experienced. This is a conversation with Joan and Harry for the February 5th letter that Dad, you sent home. Bit of a longer letter, about 10 minutes long. So one thing, we went to Fintonia, which is where Peace Corps Bob Rod was stationed. And we had visited with some chiefs and other representatives from various villages. Was it normal for people to bring gifts when going into a village? Generally speaking, yes. Uh, You were expected to bring the chief cola nuts wrapped in leaves. They quite often gave you fruit or some other small gift in return. But the generally, you were expected to greet the chief. In other words, go meet the chief. And quite often you had to ask his permission to take pictures in the village. And you talk about a game preserve. What type of animals would have been in that area? Many of the big game that you think of with Africa are really in eastern and southern Africa, with very little of it left in West Africa. Sierra Leone did have pygmy hippos. They did have some elephant. And I'm not sure exactly what other game animals they were expecting to be in this preserve. While we were there and during this, I think it was this time of the letter anyway, we had a, um, a person, Geza Teleki, who is a renowned National Geographic author, author correct. And he, he was looking into Sierra Leone for setting up... To develop up, a game park. To, to, to develop a game park. And they stopped at our house and had, had uh, dinner with us, and we met some of the people that worked with him. And I, I have no idea what he's doing now and if that actually came through because of the Civil War later. Now, we cross a lot of ferries, whether we're going to Medina or Fintonia. Is there a charge for that? And I guess what was the the typical charge and, and how did that work? I think there was a charge. It was a very small amount. But essentially, the boat was free-flowing, but there were cables that were kind of tied to the side and others that you pulled with a wooden mallet type of thing to pull along the cable. And you kids actually enjoyed helping them do that. We had provided food for a family at the hospital. And here, Dad, you mentioned that the patients have to supply their own food. I guess, how did that work? Did Was there a cafeteria? Did families have to bring in food? How did it work for, for patients really to be eating at the hospital? There was no cafeteria. Any food that the patients got at the hospital were from families or people who lived in the village who might be extended family or 
somebody just, you know, doing charity. There uh, were chop shop type places in town that also they could purchase from. I think we we did take a picture of you boys pointing to a, a small chop shop and we had said that that was their, you know, kind of like their McDonald's or where people could get food to bring to the uh, people in the hospital. And the family that we were giving food to um, was a woman and she had two children and when her both children were not very well. I think one of them died while we were there, but the older girl seemed to survive. We have a picture of her. Her name was Colin A. And I remember as they were getting better, they would come to visit us. You know, they would climb up the hill and visit us. And um, the mother at one point wanted me to take her daughter back home with us when we left. And that was her name was Colin A. Finally, Dad, you, you rounded out with a former student teacher of yours at Shenandoah wanting to come over, I guess, for that experience. And I know, I think in one of the beginning podcasts we done, we talked a little bit about Peace Corps. So this is your opportunity again to give a bit of a plug for Peace Corps and, and why Peace Corps, and again, why, why you did Peace Corps. Okay, Peace Corps essentially requires a two-year commitment It's a bit more than two years because your training period does not count as part of that. And they do supply housing, and you live on a living allowance that is somewhat comparable to what the people in that area live on. In truth, I was getting a bit more than what most of them were. I was able to save quite a bit and go on vacation on, you know, the second year on the money I was able to save from that. But Peace Corps to me is still the best foreign policy the United States has established. Many of the leaders of Africa had a Peace Corps volunteer teacher somewhere in their background education, be it elementary, middle school, high school, and even university. So I think we are with the people, we get to know the people, we get to know the language. And I think that is far superior than, you know, some of the diplomats that stay in the cities, stay in the compounds where they are not really uh, mingling with the people. Okay, I think that's good. Uh, This letter is a bit longer anyway. The next letter will be on February 10th. So on to the letter. Letter written February 5th, 1981 to Mom Thornhill. Dear Mom, I'll start this today, Thursday, but we'll probably not finish it until after we get mail tomorrow. We did not get a letter from you on Tuesday, but Joan did get a letter from Kathy mailed at the end of December. The mail here has been very slow lately. Pop was still in the hospital and they are going to call in a specialist. We don't know exactly what it is for. This will be mailed about a week from now by Mr. and Mrs. Nixon, Glenna Nixon's parents, who are visiting from the States. They are actually from Canada, but now live in Michigan. Joan is going down to Freetown on Saturday with the Nixons, and that will give Glenna company for the ride back up country. Joan will be able to do a little bit of shopping while she is in Freetown. Ross and I were both sick for a few days over the weekend. We both had a flu-type thing, and we are both better now. I didn't go to school on Monday, 
and I still wasn't feeling that well, but I am fine now. On Tuesday, we all went with the Nixons and Glenna to Fintonia. It is village about 14 miles north of here, and it's where Bob Barad is a Peace Corps volunteer. Bob had been here for about two months now and stops by our house all the time. He graduated from Columbia, New York City this past June and is from New Jersey. We really like him a great deal, and he is getting to know the people in his village pretty well. He is learning the Susu language. The town is almost completely Muslim, and Bob is Jewish. We had a very nice day. We walked all through the town and met with the chief who gave us oranges and yams. The imam, a Muslim leader, gave us bananas. Another man gave us a chicken. We brought cola nuts wrapped in leaves for the chief and the elders, which is traditional. We also climbed a hill, mountain, where we could get a good view of the surrounding area. It was still very hazy, and we would really like to go back sometime when it is not that hazy so we would have a better view. The reason it is hazy is because of the Harmattan winds, which come off the Sahara Desert, and it's actually sand that's in the air. We did see some wild monkeys, but they were quite a ways away, and I don't think I got any good pictures of them. They are going to develop this part of the country into a game preserve, as they do have quite a bit more wildlife than we have really just a few miles away in Kamakwe. It is north of a river that we had to cross by ferry. If you have seen the pictures of the ferry to Medina, where we went to see Mary Jean, it is the same type of ferry. We had the Nixons come to dinner after we returned home. Ya Marie, our cook, had prepared the food, and it was all ready when we got here. It was nice to have someone else prepare the food, and you didn't have to start from scratch when you get home. Yesterday afternoon, I went to a birthday party, an 18th, for the youngest member of the secondary school faculty. He had graduated from Form 5, which is high school, last year, and now teaches here. He is very nice and is doing a good job and is trying very hard. His father is the principal at the elementary school where Kyle and Ross attend. It was interesting that most of the people there were his father's friends and that they were very formal and gave a lot of speeches about the boy and everything else. Joan has been bringing food down to the hospital to some children and a mother who seem to have no food. Patients at the hospital have to buy their own food. They don't seem to have any money to be able to do that. Friday morning, we have been having practice for the sports days at the end of the month for two or three nights a week. The events here are track. They are running, long jump, high jump, relays. The kids are all in very good physical condition from all of the hard work they do at home. What they need practice on are things like passing the baton from one to another for the relays. 
Today at school, we have short periods as there is to be a play this afternoon. That should be very interesting. You will probably be receiving a roll or two of film in a few days. I'm planning on asking the Nixons to buy a Kodak mailer and have them mail the film to you. If I finish the current roll, then there will be two. Otherwise, you'll just get one. The Eilers next door went to McKenney yesterday and are to return today. We are having them do some grocery stopping for us, and what they don't do, Joan will be able to do when she goes to Freetown. They took their own truck, as the mother of one of the hospital workers' mother had died, and they are taking her body as well as the family of the deceased for a funeral. The price of gasoline has gone up here again. It is now about $3.45 a gallon. It's the imperial gallon is a little bit larger than the U.S. gallon. It was about $3.05. That means the price of lorry rides and taxis are all going to go up also. Last year, when the price went up, there were riots in Freetown, but I have not heard of anything like that this time. I heard on the radio that fuel oil and gasoline prices have risen also. Have you ever had anyone give you an estimate for converting your oil furnace to gas? It may be worth it, and I'm sure that all of us could help to pay for it. When you have gas already in the house for your stove, I would not think that it would be that expensive. I'm sure Joe could tell you what it might be involved. I gave Tess yesterday in my Form 5 geography. Very few passed, and it was a very easy test. These are the students that take the test at the end of the year and need to pass national exams. They want to keep moving along to cover new topics without really understanding the last topic. They are more concerned about covering something than actually learning it. The drawing on the yellow page was done by Isla Shea, one of the missionary nurses. The time here is going very quickly, five months, and we will be getting ready to come home. We still do not know what traveling we might be doing on the way, if any. It partially depends on the financial situation, but also on how safe it is to be going places. I would really like to stop in Liberia and go back up to Zozo, but I don't know if that will be possible. We received a long letter from Jean Tome, a friend of ours from the States. I guess things are still pretty bad at St. John the Baptist. Over 200 families have now left because of the new priest. Kathy and Ellie no longer go there, and most of our friends do not either. We will probably be shopping for a new parish when we get home. We don't understand why the bishop is letting this happen. There is a possibility that the kids' elementary school in Burnt Hills will be closed. Hope that does not happen as we were very pleased with Glen Haven. There is a decline in enrollment in the Burnt Hills district on the elementary level. One of our friends 
is having a mass said for us next week. It was a Christmas gift from them for us. That's very nice. I received a letter from a former student seven years ago. She is now a college senior and is interested in coming to Africa. She had been an exchange student in Japan and is now taking more African studies courses at Albany. I recommended that she join the Peace Corps or some other organization. I still have health benefits from Shenandoah, but there are none if you just come on your own. Also, Peace Corps will pay for transportation and other costs for her. Continued at 7.30 p.m. Still no mail here today. Sometimes it is Saturday before it gets here. Joan is leaving about 6.30 tomorrow morning with the missionaries and the Nixons. They are going to be stopping in McKinney tomorrow as they have some sort of a conference and then on to Freetown on Sunday. I'll close this off as we do not have much new news. I'll write you next week, but it will take a while for you to get it as it will be mailed from here. Give our love to all. Love. Mark, Kyle, Ross, Joni, and Harold. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Culture Experienced. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss new episodes. Join us at cultureexperienced.com for our blog and follow and like us on Facebook. We would love to hear from you, so please drop us a note at info at cultureexperienced.com. Thank you for listening.